Welcome back to Noise Pollution, the podcast that Brian and I do together. This episode is about Love is Blind Season 3, Episodes 1 through 3. Um, For those of you who don't know what Love is Blind is, I'll read the web description. Singles try to find a match and fall in love without ever seeing each other face to face as emotional connection attempts to conquer physical attraction. So in layperson's terms, singles blind date, as Brian calls it. And that means that they don't actually see each other. In theory, they fall in love, they get engaged, and then they have a month to decide whether or not they want to get married. So Brian is here too. What's up? (laughs) Um, We're going to break this episode up into two parts the same way we did the last episode, where before we watch, um, I'll give Brian the opportunity to kind of comment on the concept of the show, what he thinks about the concept of the show, Um, whether he finds it interesting at all. And then we will watch, come back, and talk about what we just watched. So take it away, Brian. Well, I I don't... I don't have a ton of experience watching reality shows about marriage, but the one that I have the most experience with is The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Fabulous, fabulous shows. Which... Basically, I, I'm just like catching it by osmosis because you watch it a lot. Um, so I'm skeptical. I'm not a f- not generally a fan of these kind of things. Um, I could talk about why. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Know if, yeah. Talk about why. I mean, they're obviously incredibly entertaining, fabulous masterpieces. So I can't imagine why that would be. Yeah, I don't. I I just think that there's there's this kind of fiction that goes into a a reality show about love and I'm mostly speaking about the bachelor and the bachelorette because it's very disingenuous to me like they they there's this idea that people are going on this show to fall in love and get married but I just can't imagine that they're doing it for any reason other than attention and fame so it it seems like it requires this like collective disingenuous uh i don't know like suspension of reality that they're all just pretending that they're there to get married but really they're just trying to become like bigger instagram influencers yeah i mean i think that's true i think everybody who watches is suspending disbelief a little bit because obviously there's they're being recorded that's no secret so there's, they're not just going out and date, blind dating on their own. Um, and one of the things, at least with The Bachelor, that people always say is, yeah, they're going on to be famous. And if they happen to fall in love and get married, awesome. They're open to it. And I think the openness to potentially finding a connection is enough, is compelling enough to make the show worthwhile to watch. But isn't it true, though, that if they're not if they like fail to quote unquote find love in these shows that they get dropped from the show, like the only ones who make it to the end are the ones who are like going all the way to getting engaged. So that's true for the bachelor and bachelorette. Yeah. This show's a little bit different because it's partially true for this show where they have to, in order to be major players in the show, they have to get engaged. Um, But that engagement, as you've pointed out before, is not 
real necessarily. Yeah, they wear a ring. They say they're going to get married. But then they have a month to actually decide what they want to do. Um, and if they decide not to get married, it doesn't negatively impact them at all at the end. So there's not really any impetus, in fact, to get married at the end of the show. The only impetus is to get engaged at the beginning. So why are they pretending like they're engaged? Because you have to, there has to be intrigue. I guess. That's, that's, an, that's another thing that I find interesting about it is it feels like the, these reality shows would kind of stand on their own merit if it was just a reality show about blind dating. Because that's... But those exist. That's interesting, though. Like, watching people those get Those exist, to know and they're other. also interesting. Right. But these ones, it feels like they just kind of, like, artificially intensify the emotional stakes, where it's like, not only are you going to blind date and not know what the person looks like and see if you fall in love with them, and then have to meet them and see what they look like, you also have to get engaged in 10 days and married in four weeks. And it feels like the hook is already there that is blind dating. But what you're saying... Yeah, but there's no reason why they would... If they meet... If they're engaged, they've bought in more than if they're just dating and they say they love each other and then they meet up. If they meet and then they don't like each other's appearance and they're not engaged, they'll just be like, all right, bye. Right, but that is... Makes more sense. I don't know. It just... I mean, I that's get, more like real life. It's... it's but, Right, right. It sounds like what you're saying is that there's already shows that do this and this one needs to have its own reason to exist. There are definitely shows. There's a show that's literally called Blind Date or like Blind Love or something like that where they meet, they pair two people together and they go send them to a restaurant and then they record their date. It's incredibly awkward to watch, but also very compelling. I also like that show. And that show is more realistic, except in a way, because the stakes are so low, the people who are participating in that show are even more blatantly fame grabbing because they have no buy-in. They can go on, you can go on a date with anybody to do it on TV is like, yeah, sure. I'll be famous for dating, you know? So I don't really think, I think in, in a lot of ways, the real stakes kind of make a more compelling show because people are actually trying to fall in love on the show as opposed to just meet somebody and be famous or have their 15 minutes at least in fa of fame. I think it makes it more compelling in the same way that <clears throat> like a fiery car crash is more compelling than a fender bender. You know, it's like more, it's I definitely, it's something to look at. Do you, do you watch videos of major disasters online? No. Really? You don't watch tsunami videos? <laughs> I don't watch fiery car crashes. You would, though, if that someone posted a video of it. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I guess we've all, we've all been exposed yeah, to a lot I of mean, shit like, on Reddit. But. It's, bad, it's, more, it's more disastrous, more upsetting, and also more interesting to watch a fiery car crash. And this is the same thing. It's more compelling. It's more right. interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, this is, I, I find, I have a personal thing where I, I have a real difficult time watching watching cringy painful social interactions so i'm a little concerned about this this is i'm, a, I'm afraid this is going to be a, a little bit of a slog for me well i promise you that the blind dating show would be much more painful to watch than this one so yeah no i get it and i, I mean like what what do you what percentage of these people do you think are just outright instagram influence chasing like clout chasing it's hard, it's hard for me to answer that question because, one, I've already watched the show in its completion or in its entirety. So I know 
who actually gets married and who doesn't. So I'm inclined to say the percentage of couples that get married are the least cloud chaser couples because they actually tie the knot. So that's one thing. Do they get more? So does a couple that get gets married from this? This is an interesting question. If you get married from this, do you get more Instagram followers than if you don't? Than if you go all the way to the end and don't? Honestly, I have I have no idea what the answer to that question is. I could see both arguments. I could see you get more people invested in you as a couple, so you get couple followers. But it's kind of more interesting to follow somebody who's single and who's like actively dating. You can slide into their DMs like. They're more accessible to you if they're not already married. You can slide into the DMs of a married person. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Are you getting a lot of DMs <laughs> from your podcast career? Right, yeah. I'm just <laughs> waiting for them. Anyway, yeah. So I think that you can make the argument on both sides. I don't really know the answer. I mean, I guess the reality is people get married for, for like worse or just as cynical reasons as this. Yeah. Like, um, why did you get married? Money. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I think we should watch, unless you have something else that you want to, parting, parting remarks, parting comments. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that, like, a lot of what we entertain ourselves with just requires suspension of disbelief in some ways. Like, yeah. the whole world just got finished a few years ago watching a TV show about dragons. <laughs> That's, that, everyone just decided, everyone who liked that decided that they were willing to accept that world. And that was, you know, that was a big thing. Same with football. You know, it doesn't actually matter. Nothing we do or watch matters. You just have to suspend disbelief for it. I guess, I guess watching this just requires you to suspend disbelief to some degree. Yeah, I think that's true. I don't know if I'm capable of it for this particular thing. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. All right. Be back later. Okay, and we're back. Three hours of television later. You awake? I'm awake. I'm ready. Ready to go. Um, all right, so we watched the first three episodes. Um, basically, watch everybody fall in love, get engaged, and then meet for the first time. Um, I figure one of the best ways to kind of jump into it is to go through couple by couple with the cameo appearance of Andrew. Um, and kind of talk about what we think about everybody. So let's start with Bartiz and Nancy. Why are you laughing? No, no reason. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just the totally earnest breakdown. Of <laughs> well, I think themes of what we talked about before, do you think that they're genuine? Do you think that they're a good match for each other? Do you like them? as individuals and any other comments you want to make probably going to go through everybody this way so first thing probably most interesting for you is are they genuine i don't fucking know man <laughs> i think that they're like fairly charismatic people who are enjoying talking to each other but uh, you know i thought it was pretty awkward when they met in person Partiza and nancy yeah like there was there were like a few scenes where they were like sitting together for a while I can't imagine that it's a comfortable situation to be in, to just be kind of meeting someone for the first time and surrounded by cameras and producers in your ear. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's, I find it very difficult to try to assess normal human behavior. Because you a, saw them meet, and then you saw them spend some time together when they were in the bath. 
Yeah. I think they were probably pr- physically attracted to each other and um, had gotten to know each other, so. Yeah. I mean, they say that, they say that, like, arranged marriages work out at the same percentage as regular marriages, so maybe it's just as reasonable. Don't they work out better? I don't know. Maybe. But maybe if you're in an arranged marriage, like, divorce isn't super common. Have you ever, have you ever had a conversation with somebody online and then, you know, or even gotten to know somebody online and then met them in person? Yes. How'd it go? Uh, it went fine. I, we weren't dating. Oh, well. We weren't dating. We were, like, close friends. Who? Just someone from, like, many years ago. Were you, like, AIMing them? Yeah, there was some AIM. And, <laughs> uh, I think it was, like, a little weird for the first 20 minutes, but then it was fine. 20 minutes? Okay. Maybe, That's pretty yeah. good. I definitely, I've definitely had experiences where I'm talking with somebody, getting to know them. Actually, really funnily, back in, like, middle school when people used to talk on AIM, and then... Like, we'd, we'd ask each other out on AIM, and we would have never spoken in school, and then we'd be dating. Right. And then show up to school and have to interact for the first time in real life. What a nightmare. Yeah. So it's definitely awkward to meet somebody when you... But the, the other thing about this that's weird is that they've spoken out loud, but they right. have not seen each other. So when you text, you kind of can have the same conversation again that you already had because it was on in text, whatever. You don't know if people remember. But, like, when you've spoken it out loud, you know that everybody was, absor- was absorbing it. So I feel like that adds an additional layer of discomfort. Yeah, I, would, I, I feel like, every, you know, over the last few years, everyone's gotten these little bursts of these experiences when, you, when they've met someone, like, in a work context and they've only seen them with a <laughs> yeah. mask on. Or they, met, or they met them on Zoom only right. and they're in person with them all of a sudden. But you just have to, like, reckon with the bottom half of their face <laughs> yeah. like six months in, and it's a monstrous, like, terrifying <laughs> experience. I, I, I would imagine this is maybe a worse version of that. Times a thousand. Right. But, yeah, I think so. So I can understand why it would be awkward for them to be in, the, in you know, for the first time in person. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they're genuine. I mean, they, they, seem, they seem like pretty, pretty uh, socially capable people and... Um, I'm sure they had some good talks. It's, um, I, I, the, the, this was the, this was the couple that had the guy, Andrew. Yeah. Like, along that's as a that's side why I brought car, right? them up first because. Yeah. One of the things that the internet reacted to very strongly that you also reacted to pretty strongly is one, this guy, Andrew's personality in general, seeming incredibly fake. I thought he seemed worse than fake. I thought he seemed like a fucking psychopath, like a sociopath. Yeah, he was, he basically like waxed poetic about, he actually said poetry at times while he was in the pods with the, with Nancy. He was, he was a, uh, like this enlightened, faux enlightened finance bro who, uh, who in kind of like discussing his life philosophies and his, and his enlightenment. His travels. His mostly, enlightenment yeah. in the world and his just ha- basically his travels, which basically meant just going on a lot of vacations he used to like wedge in his wealth into the conversation. Yeah, a lot. he'd be like, I, I got money and then I wanted something else. Or he, he's like, I set my sights on money and then I got it, just like casually dropping that he's like a million, multi million. He just humble brags. Yeah. But the, the, the guy, I mean, he seemed like this just absolute fucking slime ball from the very beginning. So in reality, this guy's a nature photographer and probably also in finance. And I'm pretty sure that the reason he went on was to get more nature. More people following his nature photos. Well, he seemed like a raging narcissist. I think Absolutely. He was pro- probably on there to just be on there. 
Um, but the, I, we only bring them up in the context of this couple because she, this this lady Nancy, chose between Andrew and this guy Bartiz, who she picked. Um, but there, I mean, but, I was no. But the thing about him that was actually the thing that everyone actually talked about wasn't just that he seemed like a fake dude. It was that there's a scene where he's talking to the producers in like a one-on-one interview with them, and he asks the after cameras, getting dumped. Yeah, he asks if the cameras are rolling. He pours tears, like fake tears, into his eyes, asks if it's if it's okay, and then the producers are like, yeah, sure, if your eyes hurt, you can do that, which is obviously not why he was doing it. And then they show the close-up right after he dropped the tears into his eyes in the context of him, like, crying about Nancy, basically. Fake crying fake about Fake crying Nancy. about getting dumped. Yeah. yeah, which I actually thought was, I, I don't know too much about the world of reality TV, but I thought it was, genuinely a shocking moment again not because of the fact that the dude did it but because of the fact that they broke the fourth wall to just and aired it to just fucking flame this guy which to me seems like something that most reality shows would be extremely averse to doing and also made me think that if they were willing to just to break the fourth wall to destroy this guy that they must have hated him for some reason yeah they really must have, he I'm must sure. have just been horrendous behind the scenes for them to do that. I've never, I mean, I haven't, again, I haven't watched a ton of reality TV, but they must have fucking despised this guy. It's also, it also begs the question, is this something that people do a lot on reality television? Or was this so absurd that he did this that they thought they had to air it? You know what I mean? Like, is fake tear dropping, whatever, is that something that a lot of people do in these interviews and that... They, they even maybe told him about it and that they use it because they fucking hate him, you know, like, or is this like so out of the ordinary that they had to air it? And it also just, just like wrapping, wrapping the irony around itself. The idea that this was some unforgivable sin to do this is hilarious to me because I'm sure these producers push all of their contestants to like extremes of emotion on purpose. Like they need people to get to extremes of emotion. And but I he didn't. And that's right. <laughs> but he, he gave them presumably what they, want, what they wanted, yeah. but maybe gave it to them too obviously, or in a way that they found unseemly. Right. It's just funny that the, he, he must've broken some sort of Rule, weird moral code. Yeah. I wish I had insight into it. Yeah. And that's I th- the kind of I stuff think, they want, that we want an AMA about. Right. And I think the, the kind of the ultimate irony of it is that it kind of was the most honest thing that maybe we saw in the show because he seems like he behind the scenes was totally open with the fact that he was just on there to be on TV and wasn't actually into this. Um, but it came across as like the grossest thing. It was. I mean, the, the other thing, too, is the guy seemed like a total slime ball. Yeah. Way before. The before, yeah. And that's why we think he, they probably hated him, too. They must have hated but the him. One thing that I, I was, hated him. Yeah, me too. The one thing that I was thinking about, too, about this is, like, it's risky for them to air this. Not for his, you know, sense of self or any of that crap. Because other people who are putting on an act are going to be less likely to go on this show if it has the potential to embarrass them so on the way that they destroy their life, yeah. So they're risking losing some of the people who may generate a lot of the drama and the intrigue of the show. For, because they're fearful that they will be embarrassed the way that he was embarrassed. It really felt like it just an absolute nuclear option 
yeah. thing for them to do. Like that, they must have really hated this guy for some reason. Yeah, uh, that's it stood definitely out. Has, yeah, it stood out to me too. It's and it's something that you've we've never ever seen that before. Or at least I've never seen it before. When I and I watch a moderate amount of reality TV, I would say. I would say too much. You watch too much <laughs> reality TV. I, I was it was three hours of TV, and this was by far the most interesting thing that happened. <laughs> I don't a, think I don't agree with that. I thought but. by a mile. I mean, just in terms of like drawing my attention and making me like perk up and say like wow I can't. yeah i mean you definitely were most drawn to this i would say that's probably true or for me i was not most drawn to this right. i was just like get this guy the fuck off the screen i don't care about him and i'm clearly obsessed with the idea of like the fiction and the meta fiction of the show so like this was just yeah. a weird glimpse into that and how it's handled i don't know Anyway, we can move on and talk about yeah. this. Because this guy did not get chosen and he's no longer No, he no didn't. So he's not relevant to us anymore other than that they mentioned him in the reunion. Um, okay, so the next couple that we can talk about, any preference for who you want to go next? Uh, save Colleen for last. Okay. Okay, yeah. So next couple, we'll do, we can do Raven and SK. There's not a whole lot for me to say about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I got nothing. I don't, I don't, yeah. care. I don't um, care. Okay, so, you know. No They're chemistry. fine. No chemistry, really, but they, like, not, boring. Very boring. Yeah. I'm surprised they made the Surprising cut. that they got engaged, I think, from, from these first three episodes, for sure. Um, okay, next we have um, Alexa and Brennan. Oh, they were the ones that seemed, they seemed pretty authentic for some reason. Um, this, this was the couple that I thought seemed authentically into each other. That they, it seemed to me like they could have ended up meeting and dating in real life in a somewhat similar way. I think the reason that they struck me as more authentic, one, is that there was awkwardness between them, but not in not awkward like they are not they're awkward with each other, but awkward in that they both appeared awkward with the camera and com- more comfortable looking at, looking at each other and talking to each other than like engaging with the camera and like talking in the interviews and, and all that. So I feel like they're authentically like comfortable with each other and that kind of comes through but I also think that um they're the most realistic in talking about this whole thing like you know the, the two of them say pretty openly I'm not sure if it's in the first three episodes but they say um I didn't think anything was going to come out of this I thought it would just be fun and both of them were surprised by the connection that they felt to each other so I feel like the fact that they acknowledge that like they did not have the goal of getting engaged when coming into the show is pretty honest of them. It makes me feel like they're actually genuinely surprised by their feelings for each other. Yeah. How much of it is because they're like the least hot people in the show? <sighs> Cause she's like sort of chunky and he's balding. Does that make it seem more realistic or something? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Do I have like, I mean, she's, I she's hot... really pretty though. Yeah, no, but she like looks like yeah, and she says herself, you know, I'm life. not everybody, my body's not everybody's cup of tea or whatever. She right. says, like, I know that I'm bigger. I like eating. I've always liked it. And, like, respect, because, uh-huh. like, me too. Yeah, sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she does say that. I just don't, maybe I just have hot person bias. And you might. And if you're just super hot and have a bunch of Instagram followers, like, you have to really, Yeah. you really have to win me over. I will say that Loki, I think she's probably the prettiest facially of all the people that are on the show. You don't think so? No. Who do you think is prettier? Um, I was hoping this wouldn't come up, that I would have to like rank their hotness, but <laughs> I, I think a few of them are prettier. That's what I'll say. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you want to say about them? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it was kind of, yeah, I, 
I mean, I, I think that the more interesting couples are maybe the ones that are, like, kind of fucked up. And they didn't seem as fucked up. Okay, so next we can talk about Cole and Zaneb. Cole and Zaneb, yeah. Just a nightmare. <laughs> Why are they a nightmare? Uh, Zaneb doesn't seem like a nightmare. Cole is, um, just seems like a, just a fucking terrible hang. A terrible, terrible hang. Um, I've never found anybody more annoying on television than I found Cole watching this show. Yeah, he's pretty bad. <laughs> watching these first few episodes. That's a good question. I'm trying to think of, like, TV characters who match his annoyingness. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's awful. He's, uh, they wouldn't write a character that's more annoying than him or as annoying as him because you wouldn't be invested in them at all. And I feel like when you write a TV character, a fictional TV character... You want the people to at least be somewhat invested in them. Right. Yeah, no, he's he's really bad. He's he's the classic case of someone confusing goofy and funny. Yeah. Where he thinks that ju- he thinks being silly is the same thing as being funny and it's not. Uh But I also I think that even beyond that is like I don't even know that he puts stock in being funny, quote unquote. Like I feel like he acts however he wants and thinks that it's cool. Because of being handsome, like what you said, like you, he was, Brian was saying this while we were watching, but I totally agree with it. It's like, he's gotten a pass because he's good looking. He's a good looking dude. He's the most handsome guy on the show. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yes and no, but I see what, I see what you're saying. I think, I yeah. think Bartise, if he didn't have the longer hair, I think would be, would rival him probably. That's possible. Uh, Cole, this dude definitely had like a really, really problematically easy time in high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. He like never he had, had to a, develop his personality. He, yeah, he. that's the thing. And that, that's, like, he, he's got a very specific type of personality where he's, like, goofy and silly all the time. And I'm sure he's gotten a lot of positive reinforcement for it because he's just a gorgeous guy. Yeah. And never, he never really even, it, it's almost kind of sad for him. He never really got bullied enough to understand that his jokes suck and he's not funny and he's annoying. Um... You know, so he missed out on, like, the critical... You need a little bit of bullying growing up. Just a little bit. Especially if you're... That's probably true. If you're in a group of guy friends, like, you need to be tortured a small amount to develop the right social skills, you know? Yeah, but so interestingly, though, in addition to finding him very annoying, you also think that Zenab is fine, right? Yeah, I mean, she seems like a mess a little bit. Like she seems She just seems like an anxious mess. And, uh, but what are you basing that off of? They banged, and then he like was quiet in the morning, so she freaked out. Yeah. And she also, I don't know, she put on makeup for like two hours in the morning, and then when she took it off, she was really insecure about taking her makeup off. None of this is bad stuff. She yeah, just seems like an anxious like wreck. She's insecure, yeah. And then the guy she ended up linked up with is this just Oblivious, like sociopathic, like... childish idiot i don't think he's sociopathic but i do think he's oblivious he's narcissistic is what he is well why is he narcissistic he hasn't done anything narcissistic i think he he just is going through life just thinking he's so cute and lovable and he's not yeah um well i don't know if you've had any like spoilers or anything about the show but there's 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 intrigue in this couple that you'll learn as time goes on so it's, it seems to me that the the draw of watching this show is not people finding love, it's people finding dysfunction. Yeah, 
I would say that's true. I mean, that's true in all reality TV, though. If everybody, if everything just goes well on a reality show, nobody's interested in that. But the thing that's interesting about this show is that it's billed as finding love, but really, what well, it is? Are, yeah, but that's what The Bachelor is too. They're is, literally one hundred percent interested in the in the drama of people getting engaged. Right. That's nice, but they want the girls to fight in the house. They want the guys to fight. Like they want drama, and that is primarily the reason why the show exists. Right. And it's not a secret to anybody. The reason I love Jersey Shore the most of any reality TV show is that it never pretended to want anything but drama. There was no finding love on Jersey Shore. It was like, we're going to get four to five narcissists who are also alcoholics and just put them in a house and see what happens. But that's a digression. Yeah. Um, So we have a couple left, right? We just have Colleen and Matt. Colleen and Matt. Yeah, so we're on Colleen and Matt. What do you want to say about them? Colleen? I think Colleen is my favorite character arc of the show so far, if you can have one. <laughs> uh, and it, the character arc is that she uh, she showed up. She's she's quite pretty. Maybe the prettiest girl in the Colleen? show. Colleen? Maybe. Man, I don't agree with that at Maybe all. Maybe But it, she's among the top two. She's definitely someone who's very like pretty and attractive. And um, she got <laughs> rejected twice. She was very like bubbly and optimistic. Um, and got rejected twice in a blind date. So we got to see her grapple with the reality that people only like her for her looks, maybe, <laughs> which she explicitly talked about. And she, like, emphasizes um, the fact that she's a ballerina over and over again. Right. I don't know if that's, like, a, in an e- effort to, like, make herself seem more desirable or Right, trying, hot. To, trying to signal that she's actually hot by telling everyone she's a pro professional ball- ballerina. But, uh... You know, watching a 25-year-old's sense of self crumble, I thought was really pretty delightful. And then uh, she she's the only person who had like three attempts at someone edited into the show where she got rejected twice and then like settled for a guy (laughs) who's like just like a regular old dude from like the South. Um, And then they like, she clearly settled for him and they got engaged, and you could see her just, like, patching her life together after her sense of self was broken with just this, like, cheerful... Jolly dude. Jolly dude who, like, definitely drinks Bud Heavies on the weekend. Seems like, <laughs> a, seems like a pleasant enough guy, but really we got to see, like, a, like 15 years of disappointment and compromise play out in, like, a week. It was incredible. <laughs> so that's true, and the other thing about Colleen that I thought was interesting is that when she's talking to Cole, so Cole has this idea, right, that he's, like, interested in a deep marriage. He wants a deep marriage. He doesn't want a shallow marriage. And just to, this is the Cole who we were talking yeah, about Cole, before, Cole that really it. handsome, yeah. awful dude. Yeah, so who's, like, goofy and leads with his goofiness the entire time and then, like, ends up in this conversation with Colleen where he says he wants seriousness and depth of a, of a relationship, even though all he's done is be goofy. And she's like, I don't know. I'm like more of a goofy, like, you know, surface level person, maybe up front, which she literally said to him. And then he's like, Oh, you're telling me that you're shallow. I don't want to be with you anymore, which is so dumb. First of all, because like, she's, she's literally like, they're basically like, I'm deep. I'm shallow. We won't be a good fit. 
Like they're not actually showing any, like showing whether they're deep or shallow. They're just talking about the fact that they want to be. This is this. It's basically the dating equivalent and like the 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 love and interaction equivalent of like a BuzzFeed personality quiz. Like which yeah, basically which yeah. Harry which, Potter character, <laughs> which Harry Potter house do you belong in? And yeah. you click like five answers. It's like That's, you got Ravenclaw. Uh oh, we're not yeah, a match. Right. Like yeah. So that was a ridiculous thing that happened. And then the second rejection that she gets is from Brennan, who ended up with Alexa. And it made me think about the fact that there have to have been a handful of guys that were just, like, clearly interested in getting married or getting engaged or whatever, like, or advancing further in the show. Right. Because the women were all interested in the same handful of people. And I feel like that doesn't happen unless there's, like, a clear difference in effort level. Or you can see what they all look like and those are the hottest people. Right, but which you can't they couldn't. see. It's just personality. And Cole's personality sucks. Right. And the other ones are fine, but like, you know. Some not. people like terrible personalities though, is the thing. They, well, they liked him. Right. There were at least two women who were interested in him. So um, anyway, yeah. So the other couple that I, I would say there's like the most um, discussion about is Colleen and Matt moving forward so there's some controversial stuff that comes up Colleen also left us with just the quote the quote of the season so far which is I'm a very big believer in feelings <laughs> we want to try to unpack I that I don't think feelings exist what do you think I'm a big believer you're a believer big believer in, I don't know if this will feelings. work out I, I have feelings I, I'm pretty sure other people have feelings that, you know, I'm just a big believer in them. No, see, I'm more of a, of a rational lack of feelings person, yeah. so I don't think it's going to go well for us. Yeah, I'm a big believer in physical sensation as well. So. <laughs> anyway, so what's, uh, what's my next thing I'm going to watch? What's my next assignment here? I don't know. I think it's just a massive, massive swing and miss that we didn't we didn't get this one done in time for you to watch the World Cup final, like in a in a crowded soccer bar. Yeah, that's that's like really one for the ages that we missed out on. So I'm gonna have to regroup and think of something. Think of something. I I don't know. Yeah, it's there's no there's a lot of regular season sports happening right now. NFL playoffs aren't for a while. We already did football. Yeah. Plus, I mean, NFL playoffs are just like the Super Bowl and right like it, there's not like i no, watched, there's a bunch of playoff games but i usually watch the super bowl because like everybody right so that's that's the, the super bowl is maybe the worst playoff game what's though. going on with college football that could be what the the uh yeah the the semi the the, the playoffs are coming yeah the playoffs are coming the so semis. we can do that maybe right but that, you have to figure out a good team matchup so right and the yeah that's very similar to what we did before so. that's true well we'll figure it out we'll figure it out You'll see based on the title what, what it is. So. All right. Bye, everyone.